0: Hello to you all and a very warm welcome to June's Nice to See You, To See You Nice podcast. This is the first birthday of the podcast, so here are some interesting facts. We have audiences Across the UK, Germany, Saudi Arabia, the US, Philippines, Canada, Israel, and Australia, plus a handful from the UAE, Ghana, Ireland, and Spain, Thailand, Poland, Singapore, and New Zealand. Wow. So um, it seems that 44% of you are listening through the Apple platform, with 24% through Spotify, and others through our website. We're not quite an audience of millions yet, but we appreciate all of you that do listen to us. Um, so this is your overview of any new updated or reviewed guidelines from NICE. Our podcast is in conjunction with the NICE guideline monthly newsletter which is distributed to all North Norfolk clinicians. My name is Emma Smith and I'm an Advanced Nurse Practitioner and the Director of Clinical Services and Quality for North Norfolk Primary Care and I'm here with my wonderful podcast partner Emma Lambon.
1: Hello, my name's Emma Lambon and as Emma said I'm an Advanced Nurse Practitioner and the Board Nurse for North Norfolk Primary Care. So this is your 8-10 to minute, monthly, easily accessible podcast that will keep you up to date with any new changes to the NICE guidelines which are applicable to all of us in primary care. So let's kick off and have a look at what is new or updated this month. There are clinical guideline updates on type 1 and type 2 diabetes in children, young adults and adults. And this mainly focuses on one aspect of advice and care, which is periodontitis. There are several new guidances, which are either totally new or replacements for archived guidances. And these are in depression in adults, multiple sclerosis in adults, reducing sexually transmitted infections
0: and gout. Wow that sounds like a busy month for nice and also a busy month for for us reporting back. So let's see if we can cover some of these updates in this month's podcasts. So I'll start with the diabetes guidances. Those are specifically NG17, NG18 and NG28. Those updates are simply on the subject of periodontitis. It recommends that as a part of the annual review, all patients with type 1 and type 2 diabetes are advised to have regular oral health reviews in line with the NICE guidelines on dental checks. It also gives guidances for the oral healthcare and dental teams on how to provide oral health services. However, given the historical and current problems with access to dentistry, it might be useful to consider this as part of an annual or opportunist, opportunistic patient review in an attempt to address this as a consideration of, you know, sort of all of the ongoing healthcare needs of these groups of patients. Absolutely, Emma. Um, the linked guidance in this are directed at
1: dentists and oral healthcare teams. But they are generalistic in their approach by promoting smoking cessation, a healthy diet and limiting alcohol intake. Okay, so let's move on now to the new guidance on depression in adults, treatment and management. The main focus for primary care in this document is on building a trusting relationship with people with depression, their families and or their carers. The principles of the guidance is around the evidence base in developing professional relationships with the patient, choice of treatments, starting and stopping antidepressants, and recommending activities to help their well-being and prevent relapses. It's well worth a detailed read, even for the most confident clinician, just to
0: ensure that you're up to date with the latest recommendations. That's brilliant. Thanks, Emma. I totally agree with that. Um, I'm interested in the next new guidance on the management of multiple sclerosis in adults and what, what the main focus of this is. Having looked at it, it's an extensive guidance and can support primary care clinicians in the diagnosis, information of support and the coordination of care for those patients with multiple sclerosis. The particular aspect of diagnosis is also linked with NICE's, guide, NICE, NICE's guideline on um, suspected neurological conditions, and... Um, looking mostly at the recognition and referral of these conditions. The particular signs and symptoms which an undiagnosed patient may present into primary care clinicians with are, um, for example, loss of or reduction of vision in one eye with painful eye movements, double vision, ascending sensory disturbances and or weakness, altered sensational pain, travelling down the back and sometimes into the limbs when bending bending the neck forwards um, and progressive difficulties with balance and gait. Also good to be aware of is that usually people with undiagnosed MS present with neurological conditions or symptoms or signs. Um, They're often under the age of 50 and may have a history of presenting with um, previous neurological symptoms and have symptoms which have evolved over 24 hours and also may have symptoms which has persisted and varied in severity but they don't have any aspects of fever or infection, um, which can be which could be focal or, or explain those symptoms.
1: Thanks, Emma. I'll definitely have a good look at that and make myself familiar with it. Um, also now, let's have a little look at the gout NICE guidelines. Um, this is a document to support clinicians in the diagnosis and management of gout. And it's a really clear guide to the diagnosis, assessment, information, and support for managing gout flares and advice on lifestyle and diet, longer-term management and referral to specialists. The visual summaries are really helpful and should help to make it clear what clinical decisions are in line with the evidence-based practice for your patient's care. Um, Let's look at one particular aspect of this, the use of urate lowering treatments or ULTs to control, control flares of gout. Um, NICE recommends that all patients with suspected gout are diagnosed based on their urate levels. These need to be 360 micromoles litres or more, but can be less during a flare. Therefore, it's important to re-measure this if there's a strong clinical suspicion of gout but the urate level is less than 360. If this is the case, repeat the urate level after two weeks to confirm the diagnosis. So, if a patient has multiple or troublesome flares, CKD stages 3 to 5, which is GFR categories G3 to G5. If they have diuretic therapy, if they have TOFI or chronic gouty arthritis, then a discussion about ULTs with the patient is indicated. Offer either allopurinol or fuboxostat as a first-line treatment And titration of this will depend on the urete levels, the target being under 360 or or 300 in the case of patients who
0: have TOFI or chronic gouty arthritis. Brilliant. Thanks, Emma. That's some really, really useful information. Um, So that's that's really good. Um, And that's probably all that we've got time for this month. Um, So again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next month um, with some more updates. Um, So bye for now. Bye.